Hi, friends and colleagues. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. And on today's podcast, episode 98, my special guest is Michelle Marquardt DeVoe. She is returning to share her business savvy. She is going to help all of us with marketing our teaching studios. We're talking about marketing advertising, selling, and we're going to dive a little bit into why maybe your Facebook ads aren't as uh, successful as you would like them to be. A great conversation for those of you looking to build your studios. Now, before I dive into the conversation, I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us. And I wanted to let everybody know that we recently passed 100,000 listens. Thank you so much for your emails, for your suggestions, your comments, and your reviews. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to review our podcast. They help others to find our information and to share all the great stuff we're doing here at Full Voice. Now, on to our conversation. back to the podcast once again, my business strategist and voice teaching expert, Michelle Marquardt DeVoe. How are you? I'm pretty darn good. We have a very interesting conversation ahead of us. So I posted a question to the Voice Teachers for Young Singers Facebook forum and shout out to all the wonderful members, all the active members that are asking questions and participating so beautifully, and all of you that are in the shadows lurking. I know you're there. I know you're gleaning wonderful things. But I asked the independent studio teachers what were the biggest business challenges right now in your teaching studio. We had some really great questions and really great comments, um, but the one that came up quite a bit was marketing or advertising. So a lot of teachers have tried Facebook advertising and they're not really happy with the results. Um, mm. A lot of them are asking, you know, about how to fill our, how to fill your classes. I, I want to fill my, my group classes. How do I get the word out? Um, I'm just scrolling here. Yeah, there's just a lot about a lot about marketing and advertising. So I want to start with that first. Oh. And then can we, we'll go to the specific questions because you had something, before we started recording, you had something that you really needed to clarify for people. Oh, because you had said maybe perhaps we would talk about marketing yeah. and advertising. Yeah. Uh, well, so my, my question to you and my clarification was there's a difference. Like I'm not sure people are quite aware that mm. there's a difference between marketing and advertising. And it's a little bit like squares and rectangles, like all advertising is a form of marketing, but not all marketing is necessarily advertising. Mm. Uh, I define those things differently. I mean, I'm sure you can take a marketing course and the, the, you know, the language can be interchangeable, but when we allow ourselves to not have it be interchangeable and then even to add kind of to a triangle, there's also selling. So there's marketing, advertising and sales. And those are like three different, uh, lines on a triangle. Maybe Mm -hmm. if we wanted to make that up as I went along, 
what I like to say or how, what I teach in my courses and in Speakeasy is marketing is your promise, your story, and the expectations around your brand. And advertising is when you are paying some entity to tell other people about your, your marketing stuff, right? So oh, okay. advertising is usually paid mm-hmm. and it's usually around something very specific, right. a very specific offer, very specific product in online stuff. You'll see like advertising would be the advertising and sales would be like the landing page mm-hmm. of a program. And um, marketing would be all of the talk around that program and around the company and around the brand that brings that um, offer or product to the shelves, so to speak, the interweb shelves. Uh, And I think even though that's kind of a useful lie, technically, it's very helpful in, in terms of how you go about doing those things. Because if you are trying to market through a Facebook ad, you're probably not being very specific. Mm. You're probably not understanding how to target well because you haven't done ideal client work. Mm. And that's why it doesn't work because you're like, oh, I'm just going to tell everybody who's a parent in three miles. Well, that is not going to get you what you want. Um, Not specific enough Mm -hmm. in language. Whereas marketing is kind of just putting it out there, singing your siren song, saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is my promise to the people that I work with, my promise to you as my client. This is the story of who I am and how I am and how I walk in the world and what my brand looks like, which is me because I'm the teacher. And these are the expectations that you can have from me. And, um, also recognizing, I understand the expectation expectations you, you client have of me based on my story and my promise. Um, and those are more general things that we can be doing in all sorts of ways. Right. So clarifying those two things can be very helpful. So when you're marketing, you're talking about your promise, your story, and your and the expectations around your brand. And when you're advertising, you're really talking about using language that says that you believe in what you're selling, you understand what you're selling, so you actually know exactly what it is you're offering, and that you care mm-hmm. about um, who's going to buy it. Um, So hopefully that will be just kind of a general caveat when we talk more specifically about whatever questions you pulled out of the group. Sure. I think think that's something that, and I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that's something that, again, uh, creative people that are focused on singing lessons, these these business terms sometimes are new and we don't always understand how it works. So if I could, if I could try to give an example. So uh, my Instagram account where I'm sharing all the fun that's happening in my teaching studio and sharing pictures and talking about, you know, the course that I took and um, sharing the smiling faces of my kiddos. Mm -hmm. That's marketing. Are you paying for those ads? I am not paying for those ads. That's just the posting. Yeah. So I would call that kind of a combination of content and visibility marketing. Okay. So 
you know, there's several kinds of marketing too, right? That's mm -hmm. why people get master's degrees in it because mm. there's like, rah! but generally speaking in our world, thinking about content and visibility can be, is you're very helpful, right? Mm, I love so it. I would say that is a form of content marketing because mm -hmm. are you sharing tips and tricks and stuff oh, like yeah. that? Yeah. We share yeah. stuff like that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would be more like your content. Mm -hmm. Like I'm getting you to know what expectations you can have of full voice by showing you um, tips and tricks of what I already do. And then visibility might be I'm just talking, talking to I'm getting out there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting myself out there onto Instagram. Nice. Okay. I have a question for you. What uh -oh. would you No, It's a good question. <laughs> Maybe it's a tough question. Who knows? No pressure. No pressure. Um, what would you say to the studio owner, the teacher that just really feels dirty when it comes to talking about their studio or advertising or marketing is they just, it just makes them uncomfortable. What would you say to them? I would say a very gentle mix of get over yourself <laughs> and, um, let's get more clear about what it looks like for an, for like a small business or a micro business, which mm -hmm. many of us are to be marketing because we have, um, misidentified what it is mm -hmm. because the marketing that we are ingesting, uh, looks different than the marketing we will be doing. So most of the marketing and advertising that we ingest on a daily basis is very, general and large, right? Mm -hmm. Like Nike or uh, like, right. think of brands, like think of brands that are really big, you know, like you, if I say target, I can almost guarantee, well, you're in Canada, so you don't have target, but no, they left. <laughs> I know. I thought they got kicked out. No, I think they just left. We don't kick anybody out. <laughs> no. Well, anyway, when I say Target, I'm pretty sure what pops up in your head is their logo. Mm -hmm. um, when I say, and then also kind of a, if I say Walmart, mm -hmm. probably some feelings and some visuals come into your head, some things that are all around the internet, mm -hmm. right? Sure. If I say, you know, the difference between Microsoft and Apple, um, and so we think about like these big, huge marketing and brand campaigns and advertising campaigns. And then we also think of, um, and those are very much, I have created a product and now I will draw, I will force people into my product. Mm. Right. Uh, because they can, because that's kind of how it works. It's, you know, soda, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, whatever. Um, I have created this soda. I am going to tell, I'm just going to saturate you with information about it until you want it. And then <laughs> you will buy it, right? And um, it's very ubiquitous. Mm. It's very, it can feel, I don't think it intentionally feels pushy like on the television screen. But like if, if you see the same advertisement over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, you get a little tired of it. You push, you know, you walk away, you push pause, you ignore that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then we have the whole like switch and bait thing that has happened to people in the past where they associate, they associate 
uh, pushiness mm. with sales. Okay. Uh, and I think that many people go, well, I'm not pushy. So I don't want to force anybody into anything. I don't want to, I don't want to be perceived as pushy. I don't want to mm. be perceived as arrogant. I don't want to be perceived as, um, thinking more highly of myself or whatever. And, um, I, to that is where I kind of go around to the gentle, get over yourself mm-hmm. because, because it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter what people think about you ultimately, mm. other than what your clients think about you. Right. And being worried about someone else's perception of us sharing how awesome we are at something is not to me, that's not a high, like when I do the cost benefit analysis on that, if you will, yes, <laughs> uh, it's not, it, it costs too much for me to not share what I'm good at just because it makes other people uncomfortable because there are more people that are going to benefit hmm. from what my skills and my strengths and my training and all the things that I'm passionate about. More people will benefit from that and I, they need to know that I exist. Oh, that's, and, that's so helpful. And I want, well, thank you. But I would say to all the teachers out there or all the people, any person, any voice related business that's having this kind of moment with the marketing, it's like people need what you have and they need your version of what you have. Yeah. Um, so when you choose not to talk about it, you're actually stealing away from a person out there who needs you the opportunity to get what they need mm. to fix a problem in their life, to solve a feelings issue that they have to move past one place in their life to into a point a to get from a point a to a point B and only you have the ability to do that in your way. And this is why it's important to understand ideal client Mm. and yourself in relationship to that, because all of this marketing and advertising and anything, and that, you know, isn't going to mean a darn thing. If you don't know how to talk to the people who you will best serve. Mm. I love that. I don't know. I kind of went around about, but I hope that answers the question. That's what I would say. A A gentle, get over yourself and also feelings are gross. (laughs) it's a healthy way to acknowledge that you're having them and not shame yourself and then also bring a little humor into the fact that you need to deal with difficult things because you run a business well and i okay i want to i want to thank you for bringing that up i would like to just interject one of i had this amazing opportunity oh gosh i don't even it was years ago but i got to see darren hardy do his keynote presentation after he wrote his book, The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster. And and I still have some slides. And this was in a huge stadium, like huge Mm -hmm. stadium. There was probably 20, 30,000 people in this huge stadium. And Darren Hardy, for those of you who don't know Darren Hardy, he's a motivational speaker. He was the publisher of Success Magazine. He's the author of great leadership and entrepreneurial books. Anyhow, so the entrepreneurial roller coaster, if I needed to summarize it in a sentence, is basically being in business is 
is is hard. And 95% of the time, it's going mm. to suck. And that's exactly what his one slide said. 95% of the time, it's going to suck. You're going to have gross feelings. You're going to have to make decisions. You're going to have to actually phone a parent and explain your policies. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. scary, but that's what you have to do. And it was it was a great it was a great experience. It really put a lot of things into perspective. Yeah. I mean, we all start teaching voice because we're, we like singing mm-hmm. and we like, I mean, I don't, I'm, there probably are people out there who have really no connection to music or voice and decided this could be a very lucrative business. I think <laughs> I'll open a multi-teacher studio and like, I mean, I'm serious, like franchise chains and stuff, you know, they say, oh, there's, look, the voice is making this really popular. Let's start a whole like school of the voice franchise or something and make a gazillion dollars. Like, okay, great. Like they're probably those people, but most independent studio owners um, started their business because they're really passionate about singing and, and voicing and all of those things. And uh, the problem with that is that just because you know how to bake really good cupcakes doesn't mean you know how to run a bakery. Mm. That's kind of what happens. So Michael Gerber talks about this in the E-Myth Revisited, E standing for entrepreneurial. Mm. Uh, It's this idea that, you know, we have to hold these three parts in order to run a business. We have to be the technician, right? Like the voice teacher. And we have to be the manager, the office manager, the manager of the business, right. which is all the administrative. But then we also have to be the innovator, the thought leader. How do I take this business farther? Mm. Uh, and, you know, we all get stuck in technician land. Yes. So just something to consider that great. Awesome. You're a wonderful voice teacher. Uh, that's not enough. And that's why it's hard because those other parts aren't the things that we felt like we signed up for. Right. I certainly noticed when when I went from teaching at a lesson education center to my private independent teaching studio, it hit me like like I it was like I ran into a wall. It was like, oh my gosh, I, for, I forgot to invoice my students. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness, I I ha- I have an opening and it's not automatically filled and what am I going to do? And oh my goodness, how did this happen? Like it was, it was, it was a very, it was like a cold bath. It was so, it was, I laugh now. I wasn't laughing then. (laughs) Right. But what's really empowering and encouraging about your saying that you put up this post is that people actually asked questions, which means that they, there are people out there who get I should be doing some management and some innovation here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now help me do the thing. Help me do the managing and the thing, right? Which is what I do, which is why I get to hang out with you on these fun podcasts. And now for the My Music Staff Minute. Hey, everyone. Aaron here. And today we're chatting about search engine optimization, or SEO for short. This is super important if you've got a website or are doing any kind of digital marketing. But what exactly does SEO mean? Simply put, SEO is the process of maximizing the online visibility of a website so it appears in the top search results in a search engine, like Google. This is a really big topic, 
So today, we're just focusing on the importance of high-quality content and how this affects site traffic. There's a misconception that just having a website with a few keywords is enough. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. In order to have a true SEO-friendly site, it comes down to high-quality content, not just on your website, but other sites as well. Developing content on other sites creates opportunities to link back to your website. A platform like Pinterest is a great way to do this. For example, do you have a blog on your website? Create pins for each blog post and link those back to the blog itself. Don't forget to include share buttons on your blog and website too. This will encourage people to share your content, ultimately leading to other people finding your business and website. The world of SEO is a big one, but these simple tips are a great way to get started and grow your audience. Start your 30-day free trial of My Music Staff today at www.mymusicstaff.com and stay tuned for next week's tips and tricks on the My Music Staff Minute exclusively on the Full Voice Podcast. I'm so thankful that you're here sharing your smartness with my peoples. <laughs> oh, thank I well, you know, free marketing. Oh, that's it. Okay. Is this advertising or is it marketing? So I think because I pay you seven million dollars an episode <laughs> to be here. That it's advertising. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> just kidding, every we're just kidding. Uh, um, I would say that this is you have provided me an extremely amazing marketing opportunity. Mm. I have not paid in dollars for this time. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. I'm like, wait a second. I'm teasing. Um, so I would say this is a great opportunity you have given me to market because mm -hmm. I get to help people. I get to do what I do best, right? right. I get to share my promise. I mm -hmm. promise to help you run a fantastic voice business, whether it's an independent studio, a multi-teacher studio, or the side hustle that you have related, you know, like an online course mm -hmm. or, you know, going the next level as a public speaker or, um, you know, creating a whole new system of pedagogy, like whatever mm -hmm. I get to help I get to talk about my promise. Then I get to tell a lot of my stories. So people get to know me and know, and know who I am. Cause I'm pretty transparent. I believe mm -hmm. in transparent branding. Like don't try to be someone you're not. Cause people are going to find out anyway. Nice. Um, so, you know, I tell stories about my hubs and about my kids and, um, we get to talk and do that. And then people can, you know, have their expectations around working with me. Like, Oh, Michelle's going to be a little bit, a little bit smart assy, <laughs> but she's going to care about me and she's going to tell me the truth, but she'll always be there with a hug and a tissue Aww. while she's giving me the bad news. It's true. <laughs> right. But, but the first step toward awesome is always depression. <laughs> I love that. It's sad, but true. So I'd say, I'd say this is marketing, but it's also marketing for you. Mm -hmm. because you're the one putting it out there to the world. So if anyone ever wanted to, you know, all anyone has to do is like Google podcasts for singing teachers. Right. Sure. Now where the advertising would come in is if you paid Google 
Mm. for Google ads to point people toward this kind of marketing. Nice. I think it's so important to clarify that. Thank you for, for all of that. You're welcome. So let's go to some of the specific questions that were asked by members of the forum. There were a lot of questions about Facebook ads and and not seeing results from Facebook ads. And um, uh, and these are paid Facebook ads. So these are people that are investing uh-huh. in in yep. in sponsorship on Facebook, and they're not seeing the results they want. What do you say to this? Okay, so the first thing I say is welcome to the hell that is Facebook ads. <laughs> so, and and I I know that's not yeah haha it's funny, but literally Facebook changes algorithms all the time. I'm laughing because I have experienced this and I I actually have anxiety about going into my Facebook manager and looking at the advertising because every time I go in there, it's like it's like a new country that I've never been to with new languages. I just it's changes so much. It does. So but I actually want that to bring less stress because If you know you being the person who is going to place an ad, Mm. if you know that the algorithms are funky and the algorithms are like going to be changing, then you can release some of that anxiety about like, well, you screwed it up. (laughs) I like that. Um, Then you can get tools around not screwing it up right? Like here are things that you can do to not screw it up. But, but if you do all those things and then it's still not working for you, you can find, you can do some digging or you can ask someone who is a social media, um, expert around it, where your target market is off and how Mm. you're creating your target market wrong. So nine times out of 10, Facebook advertising doesn't work because there is a lack of understanding how to build a target market. Mm. In and I'm using that as a very specific like Facebook term, right? right. Like you're talking target target audience. Target audience. I'm yes. sorry. That's okay. Thank you for clarifying me. Um so when you're building a, a paid Facebook campaign, there's several things that go into it. First of all, is your picture that you have associated with it. Mm. Um, is it going to make me want to look at it? Second of all, is the title of the ad something that's going to entice me to jump back up to the actual post part and then read the copy of the ad? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, t- you know, there's data around this that we see the picture, like in a Facebook scroll, we see the picture, then we read the title connected to the picture and then we jump up to the post. Right. Like that's just how we read. That's yeah. how we read it. Mm-hmm. So if the picture, um, Facebook will also kick you off if your picture has too many words on it. You know, right. like you can't use like a meme as an ad or something like that. And I think it's 20, it used to be 20%, but I don't know anymore. I... Today, day, I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, so there's that. First of all, it's the content of your ad, right? Mm-hmm. Like people just won't pay attention if it, they, it doesn't get their attention. Um, second of all, it's how you're picking your target audience. So 
the um, thing that is going to feel very counterintuitive is that you actually want your audience as small as possible. Mm. Uh, if you're just doing local stuff, right? Mm. Like you don't want to reach all 50,000 people in your town. <laughs> right. You don't want that. I mean, it might, you know, you don't, you don't nope. want, I mean, you may, if you're like a multi-teacher studio, but you want to be very clear about what, what else is interesting to my ideal client? Mm. What things can I put in this audience that will assure that I am showing this to people who already care about what I'm doing? And, you know, you can do that based on, well, with Facebook, you're, you're really talking to parents and old and avocational singers. Mm-hmm grown people, because that's who hangs out on Facebook, right? right. So if you're, you know, if you're teaching kids, I'm going to assume it's kids, because we're the forum you said you, you know, was your forum voice mm-hmm. teachers for young singers, you are talking to parents, you're not talking to kids, right? So um, what do those parents, why do those parents want to put their kids into lessons? Like, why would they even want that? What are they interested in? What do they care about? Um, you know, I like to say, where do they hang out online? Mm, Right. What are they reading? Who do they read? What, and this is why you have to know your ideal client and know your brand really well, Mm -hmm. because how are you going to create that if you don't know? I mean, I can even imagine people sitting, listening to this going like, what? How am I supposed to know where they do? It's like, well, you're supposed to figure that out. And you can figure that out. You start with your current people, start with your favorite current people. Mm. Um, Not only the people that bring you the most mojo in terms of who you enjoy working with, but your most profitable people who pays you the most money and why. Um, And that like over time, who's your highest retention? Who is your, yeah, who's your ideal client? And there's much, 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 much deeper work to go in on that. So I won't take a podcast episode to do it because it's, it should be done. It should be done in tandem with someone helping you do that. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook ads. Um, I know that I've taken quite a few courses and of course all of that information is long been outdated, but the the foundation of it is still there. Like having a good image you know, and the copywriting can be really difficult as well. Um, and then knowing your target market, that actually leads us to another co- question in the in the forum in the in the thread. Great. Which was how do you get how do you get families talking about your studio? How do you get families to refer people to you? And I just want to I just want to put this out there. When, when I see people saying things like, oh, I give away free time, it kind of hurts a little bit. I feel, I feel sad. I, I don't feel that we have to give away our time and talent for free in order for our parents to, to refer people to us. I have a general rule of thumb. Nothing that you would normally get paid for, for free. Like general rule of thumb. If like, you know, people will message me spe- very specific business questions about their particular situation, mm-hmm. right? Book a session, put down the money because you will have results, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, 
However, if it's like a general question, like, hey, Facebook ads, then we'll talk about that, right? Um, so the same with voice teaching is like, I don't see, I don't see a situation where giving away an uh, individual voice lesson is beneficial to the business owner or to the client. Because as soon as we're not paying for something, then we view it as not as valuable. Mm -hmm. And it sets up the tone, kind of the money tone with uh, for the rest of the, the client relationship. I do believe in some sort of part of the onboard process where general information about your business is given to the potential client um, as a lost lead, which means that you are charging for it. You're just not charging for it in that moment, but that it's wrapped into your overall expenses and cost of doing business. So that being said, as long as you are not actually giving away time for free, meaning losing money on that time, mm -hmm. and you have accounted, you have accounted, literally accounted in the numbers to uh, make money off that time and to be compensated for that time, uh, free, free is a no and not so much for me. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. I, I want to share something about that, which, which I was really proud about. And I don't know this, maybe this gets edited out or not, but I recently had an interaction with a very large music school. I'm not going to talk about where it is. Um, I'm mm -hmm. sure they do great things and they were demanding a very heavy discount on the purchase of the full voice workbooks. And they were, they were saying that we cannot do business with you unless you give us this discount, which was greater than any discount that any retailer is entitled to. And I sent them this very polite email back going, you know, this is the standard discount that is offered to all music retailers. And we, you know, within that price of, uh, you know, we're, I'm not going any lower um, because the amount of support and the amount of content mm. that we put mm -hmm. out for private teachers is so huge that if you're not willing to partner with a small publishing company that is here to support young teachers and new teachers and older teachers and experienced teachers, mm -hmm. like, like mm -hmm. it's, it's no deal for, mm -hmm. like, I am fine to say thanks, but no thanks. You know? Well, yes. But what I love you just said, can I just bounce, can I riff off that? Sure. Is independent teachers embrace the thanks, but no thanks. Oh, yes. If some client is not happy with your policy, if they don't like the way you bill, if they don't like the way you have a tuition system instead of a paper, if they prefer that you have a tuition system, but you only do paper, then say thanks, but no thanks. I am not the right fit for you. And this is why it's good to know your ideal client as well. There, this is, this is a, an overall issue with 
and I do think this is about marketing. So I know that maybe it, it, to me, it's connected. So if it feels to a listener, like we're kind of going all over the place, I thought we were going to talk about Facebook marketing. To me, this is very much about how you're filling your, you know, how you're filling your studio or whatever thing you have going on, because it's about knowing what you're offering. And then when people have questions, just answering the questions and letting them decide. But a lack of clarity mm. is a lot of times the reason why people don't buy. People don't buy because they, what, what is voice lessons? Who knows what voice lessons are? Nobody knows what voice lessons are, right? Unless you've already taken voice lessons. There are so many ways to deliver voice lessons that if I'm scrolling through an ad, I'm scrolling through my Facebook in line at the grocery store, because let's face it, that's when we're looking, right? <laughs> when I'm scrolling, <laughs> I mean, put yourself in the mind of this client and they say voice lessons for your kid. Well, so what? How is that different than anything else? Right. What if it was um, three months of weekly uh, meetings designed to take your seven-year-old from singing in a hairbrush to singing in a microphone. Hmm. Now I know what I want to buy. Ah. Now I say, oh my gosh, my daughter totally does that. Oh my goodness, my son totally does that. Right? But if you don't like working with seven years olds and you don't have a microphone in your studio, you can't write that. <laughs> 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 right? Makes sense. It's true. So, no, it's absolutely true. So it's like, you know what you offer. You This school was saying, this is what we're going to give you for what you offer. And you're like, no, it's not because that's not what I'm offering you. Mm. So you can either take what I'm offering or you can find another person that will fit your need. And that will leave space in my life to fulfill the need of someone who can't wait to have their need fulfilled by me. Mm, that is so that is so important. We always have the scarcity mindset and we're like, oh, but nobody else will ever want to study with me. So I have to take this person. Well, that cracks me up, too, because sometimes when I'm in a private session and someone's like, oh, but I don't want to lose the client. And I go, how long have you been teaching? <laughs> Do you have the same clients today that you did five years ago that you did 10 years ago? I mean, some people I've been church, you know, independent studio 35 years and they're still worried about losing clients. Mm. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you are not teaching the same people that you were, <laughs> you know, like you, we, there's natural attrition. So just allow that to be a little bit more intentional mm. and you're, you're actually going to reduce your retention. I mean, you're going to increase your retention mm -hmm. and reduce your attrition by being clear up front about who works well with you and who you work well with. Well, I think too, like, you know, sometimes that losing a student, you know, like it's like a refresh, you know, you got to you get that new yeah. student in and all of a sudden you're it's just it can be really rewarding to have some new faces come into your teaching studio. Yeah, honestly, if you are paying for Facebook ads and you are not getting results, look at your image, look at your title, look at your copy. Also look at the size of your target audience and how, like how you've determined it, mm. um, and get really clear on who you want to see it. And if you are local and like I said, you live in a 50,000 person town, try to get that little meter. You know how they do the little meter yep, on yep. there. Try to get that meter only to like, I, Oh God, I don't know, but maybe a couple thousand. Yeah. 
No, that that's that's I think that makes more sense. I think a long time ago I did a Facebook ad and and my targeting was not I thought my targeting was great, but I got a lot of strange inquiries. And yeah, and, and like oh. it, within like like a day I got a few emails and I went right back to my Facebook ad and I and I put it on hold and I was like I something is not right here cuz these are not my people. I know. And that's the thing. That's the hard part about Facebook too. So to me, it's like, okay, if you are actively engaged with your page, like there are free ways to be using Facebook Mm -hmm. until you figure out how to pay for it. Mm -hmm. If you're in a larger studio that you have a market for it, you know, it's worth kind of trying to find someone who can help you with your Facebook, like pay, pay someone to help you do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very common in the business world where you have like this set budget, that you're going to spend in Facebook ads and you just, you, you take like a year or six months and you say, whatever money I make off this ad, I am going to invest back into ads. Mm. Um, you know, so that you're kind of running your business at the same, um, revenue level. So even though you're making more, but then you're, you're having more towards your Facebook ads. Um, because I mean, let's face it, that's what Facebook is a business. It is the attention economy. You mm-hmm. pay with your personal information to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So the way that we get advertised on Facebook is we pay Facebook to gather that data for us. Yes. And then show our stuff to all the people they're taking information from. Well, Michelle, as always, uh, I really appreciate your your insight and your uh, business expertise. And I hope for those of you out there that are um, in the trenches, running your business, trying to be the best teacher and business owner you can be, I hope that you found some really great teacher takeaways. I got some fantastic teacher takeaways, uh, as always. And um, we will have Michelle back again, and we'll have uh, a new topic about your business that we'll we'll dive into. And um, yeah, Michelle, thank you so much. Always thank you. I just love talking to you. I love how when we do these, it just feels like one of our phone phone calls. Right. You know, like when we're just talking and just yakking, and I love that um, we get to share that a little bit of our special sauce with the world. Thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) You're most welcome. A very special thank you to Michelle for joining us yet again and helping all of us in promoting and marketing our teaching studios. Now, before I sign off, please be sure to connect with me on the socials. I'm at The Full Voice on Instagram. I love sharing all the behind the scenes in my teaching studio, our fun freebie Friday downloads, and our new releases. And speaking of new releases, Oh Christmas Tree is now available on our website and on Amazon.com. This is a wonderful collaboration with Donna Rodenizer. We have a beautiful collection of seasonal singing activities and holiday music for your intermediate singers. This is for your young teens. I hope that you will check it out. And as always, I'm wishing you inspired teaching and happy singing. Made my canoe music. Canoe music.ca
We are now recording. <laughs> I can hear you laughing. <laughs> I can hear well, you laughing I, in the background. I, I was like, should I tell her after she hits record that I have to pee or before? Oh, okay. I can hit pause. Pee pause. Hit pause. I'm pee pa pause. Pee pausing. I am putting this on the outtakes. <laughs>